Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a It's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Well, Poodle, I think there's something we have learned. That there's a, a, a I want to say, what's it called? A universal truth. Whenever, um, like, yeah. you can go anywhere in the world, anywhere in the universe. What do you, what do you think that universal truth is that I have learned from watching the other way? All life is suffering. <laughs> no, this is what Brutal, I have to deal. short. This is what I have to deal with. Like beasts <laughs> fighting one another. <laughs> Thomas Hobbes. <laughs> Life is brutal and well, we can't do this right now. That you're actually sadder than Chris right now. Talking about British philosophers. No, I want to say that it's gay people will always do your makeup and want to do your makeup anywhere in the world. And I that's my theory. That's why I think they're still together because that's why Chris looks so good in the talking heads, because those gays did her makeup. Those gays. Instead that, of trying to murder proof. her. Like uh, like Tanya from the the White Lotus season two, they just want to put makeup on her. They just the case just want to put makeup on me. This is I figured out like Jessica Lang. I mean, sorry, no, Jessica Fletcher. I figured it out that uh, where's this yes. going? I figured it out that they're going oh, like to be together. The oh. mystery is it's she looks so good in the talking hits. There's <clears throat> no way they would not be together. There's no way they're going to survive. Absolutely not. <laughs> she found a gay in Alabama to do her makeup. Hello, this is Captain Poodle speaking. Are you ready to find love? Yes, ahoy, matey. Love. Do, 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 do. Exciting and new. Go online. Mm. They're catfishing you. Fiance, soon you'll be flying to parts unknown. 90 day fiance, marrying someone you only met on your phone. Be they French or Chinese, a brand new K1 visa's the key. Ooh, the key to what, poodle? To love. <laughs> It's reality, yes. Let's love. This is, I believe, this may be the most DOA of all of them. And that's including Debbie and Osama. And uh, it's going to be because of not Jamie. It's going to be because of Chris. Because I, Chris I agree. Help with sabotage. Now, we did have, y'all, this is the other way. This is the other it's way. To- it's other way season four, episode seven. seven. Drop uh, by drop, the river rises. I was going to say something, something in the creek don't rise. <laughs> Lord willing, the creek don't rise. Lord willing. This is Lord our- willing, and the creek don't rise. <laughs> You are keyed up today. <laughs> there was there was what another happened? there was another great bluegrass song that I found. Um, Don't bring a bottle of alcohol into your house because it, it 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 makes the death makes the makes the angels leave and the devils come inside. <laughs> <sighs> That's gonna be on the musical episode. Yeah, when is that it's episode gonna happen? Angels leave and the devils come inside. Bam! Still doing 2025. That 2025. Okay, that's what it's going to be now. Um, <clears throat> one day we're just going to do it. We're just going to drop it. We're not even going to tell people we're doing it. We're just going to drop the musical episode and no one's going to care. Yeah. Um, but anyway, um, I 
you're probably excited because we're going to interview Haley from Below Deck. That's what it is. This. So we're very excited about that. That's going to happen today. We're excited. That's and Below Deck selling y'all, y'all April 10th. April 10th. Yep. April 10th is dropping. That's exciting. And um, that's it, right? That's all the other announcements we talked Just about. Just listen right? to one of our shows. You'll get it. <laughs> You'll get it. Remember, You'll find life it. is suffering. <laughs> and a gay will do your makeup. Um, that made me happy when they wanted to do that. Um, let's also, just- okay. I need to say something about these gays. These gays eat. If you yeah. go, in, y'all, these gays ordered plates of food and they were eating them. <laughs> we, I, I mean, you know, I thought I was going to do my, I wanted to do a Spanish thing in uh, Spain, but I might be going to Colombia now because they're hot. They have amazing dicks. And they and eat. They eat. You'll go to West Hollywood, y'all. You can just see the gays pick at their food. Oh, just not even. Probably gonna fuck later. Yeah, you can't eat a quesadilla and then get a dickerita. You can't. It's not gonna happen. It's gonna be. You can't eat a chalupa and then get and then then get a poke in in your badupa. (laughs) No, exactly, exactly, (laughs) exactly. Because what's gonna happen? You're gonna make queso <laughs> and it's it's gonna be more like kano <laughs> frijoles in your holes in your holes <laughs> we gotta stop we're gonna okay, get this we're is gonna offensive get we're gonna yeah we're gonna get letters oh boy okay um now a lot of we had a couple legal sissies come at us spe- specifically specifically from specifically. Al- specifically and yes Oh, I should remember. I haven't done this on a toe show, y'all. Thank you for all the birthday messages. I appreciate it very much. It was very sweet. It was your birthday. Yeah. (laughs) And um, thank you for all the messages. And yes, y'all are right. I do share the same birthday, not only as Liza Minnelli and James Taylor, but of Kim Bali. Please. Kim Bali and Lindsay from Lalu. It's from a book. From a book. Lindsay didn't message me, but Kim Bali did. She sent me a birthday. Said, "I hear we're birthday twins, <laughs> birthday twins." I was like, "Yep." And uh, I said this on a page show, but I should tell you. I said, "This year we're not getting dickmatized, girl. Those men aren't going to get us like last year." And she said, "I was yammytized, yammytized. I was yammytized." And I was like, "That's funny, that's funny, and that's on brand, and it's official." I want to hang out with Kim Bali in San Diego. I really come around to her. I, I um, love her. I think it's because she does know how to make fun of herself. And she impressed me on that tell-all so much. Right. <laughs> I am I would go to see her in San Diego and wear my Super Bluffin' Body Splash because I still own the bottle. I still don't want to see her. I, I would. Spend time with I her. have fun with her. No, um, I, can, I can look at her and make fun of her on television. I don't want to spend time with any of these people. It, you don't like anyone. That's true. It's Even true. people I like, I don't want to spend time with them. <laughs> you are excited to see Haley, but that's not, they're on Below Deck. Below Deck's a different beast. That's a different feel. I just yeah. know Haley would be a lot of fun uh, out in a night in West Hollywood. Not that I'm going to do it because she'll drink me under the table. Um, well, you'd be, I don't know. She's staying with John and he is lives in West Hollywood. So they, I bet they're going to want us to go out after this, which <sighs> I can't. I have too much shit to do. Oh, please. Put a couple of drinks in you, and then next thing you know, you'll be like, sure. Well, I'll te- right off to Slut Town. It's <laughs> true. Um, Condoms okay. are for slut people. Condoms are for slut. Oh, y'all, we're, we're yeah, talking we're, about that. We're on that. I think next week is that episode, isn't it? Yeah. yeah don't pull over, by the way. That's me, y'all. This, don't pull over. No, it is this. I can't remember. It's I think this it's week. This, this, this week. week is the classless episode on our $5 Patreon. We're doing 90 Fiance season season six. And it is the week of not only does, I think this is the week where um, we see the baby being born, Olga mm-hmm. and Steven's baby. Mm-hmm. And we also see um, Jonathan Fernanda uh, talking about going to Chicago. But we see Asuelo, or Kalani's brother hand Asuelu a condom and he's confused. He says, why would anyone do this? Condoms are for slut people. <laughs> so you can see our reaction and our watch along that's on the $15 tier. Yes. Or you can listen to any of that on Reality Gays Plus at the $5 tier. And they're, it's so sad. They're like talking about, he's like, 
She's like, I don't want a baby right now. And I'm like, oh, oh, girl, oh, girl. if you even had a magic mirror to see your future, <sighs> you'd have another baby in like, what is it, like a year and a year and six months? Yeah, something like that. <sighs> Put the condom on your dick, Asuelu, instead of your thumb. Well, Jamie and Chris aren't going to have a baby because that's harder to do by accident when you're a lesbian <laughs> couple. But it's also... Um, it's she also, is good at accidents, though. <laughs> she is Chris, good at accidents, y'all. Chris, Chris said, Jamie literally says, she's like, so telling the gays, she's like, uh, she's had four cars. Four cars, and they're like, what? I just want to say, y'all, Chris is one of those people, whether it's by her fault of her own or no fault of her own, there is always something more. There's always something more to either go through, to struggle through. There's always something. Yeah. And that's, that's my Aunt Darla. It's like when I told her, I like, oh, I've got like, I did a heart thing. And they said, I've got a little bit of a enlarged aortic valve. She's like, oh, baby, I got that. That's nothing to worry about. What you really <laughs> got to worry about. And then goes into this other thing she has with a heart that's way worse. She's all, I, I call them one uppers. Aunt Darla's yeah. always going to one up you. You think that's bad? I got she's, gout. <laughs> and she's like, hold on, honey. I got to order some ribs. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. Hold on one second. Um, now, so Alabama legal sissies came at us and said that actually the way it would work, Chris would have to show up to convict this guy. Um, so that is uh, that it would be a reason. I talked to two different sissies that yeah. both confirmed the same thing. I, I also I, said, though, too. I that too. He's only going to go to jail, and she's never going to get any money back from this. Right. Which um, makes you go then. Then, So the only reason you want to go, potentially sacrifice your relationship because you want to be like, you want justice served? I don't know. I, I, I think it's, again, one of the weirdest phrases I've ever heard. I think I never had this it, that I thought I'd hear in my life was I have to go back to Alabama because I was served papers when someone stole my rare expensive motorcycle. <laughs> later on, later on, Jamie tells the gays that and she says this way, someone stole her dad's rare motorcycle. And I said, that sounds like a practice Spanish class sentence. <laughs> it does. It does. Someone stole the ra raro. <laughs> raro. I should look that look that up. Um, Let me do here, it. You say this while I look it up. Someone the... stole my dad's rare motorcycle in Spanish. Oh Jesus! <laughs> it doesn't even have it. Weird. Never mind. So it would be. Uh, uh, I'm gonna fuck it up. Al Aguien Robo El Raro Motorcycle de Mi Papi. <laughs> bueno, <laughs> that's what it would be. Bueno, bueno. What's on your teeth today? It looks like you've got two teeth. <laughs> it might, it's probably my, uh, it's my Invisalign. I don't usually see it looking that way. I don't know why it looks. What do you mean? I have two teeth. Like it looks like I, two teeth are sticking out further. <laughs> it looks like you're like. <laughs> I think it's just the glare. Is it new? Maybe it's the glare. I mean, I put in a new tray. Maybe that's what it is. It looks a little lampwick from Pinocchio today. <laughs> okay, that's great. Do you want me to it's comment the things about you that bother me today? I have several. Sure. <laughs> I don't mind. Yeah, I'll never hear the end of that. I'll get it, Mother Poodle. I was, You'll pay. I wasn't putting out anything. I was like, what's wrong with your teeth? That's all I Nothing. asked. <laughs> I'm still convinced this Invisalign is directed towards me. <laughs> it, it, it has I, been over a year. It makes me so happy that it bothers you. You know, I forgot. I don't have my rubber bands in right now. I should put them in while we're potting. No, no, no. Oh, Lord, Lord, Lord. I'm just expecting headgear uh, this soon. I, I've asked my orthodontist. I'm like, can you give it to me, please? please. I know. I, I would it love all it. feels very personal. I, I hope it happens when we go on our live tour in the fall, and I just have to travel around with it. 
Oh God, that that would be worth it just it's, to have you have to deal with. No, it. it's just another just, level of social unacceptability. I, I can't would just handle. Show up to the first day of our tour, like at the airplane. Just show up on the tour with headgear. <laughs> I just, I just leave. I do everything remotely. <laughs> uh, y'all, so, so she's got just got to go back. So yeah, she's in pain, y'all. She's not moving. Still got no. neck pain, back pain, and the shot did not work. The dinner with her dinner with the gays, and she's not going. She's like, "Have a good time." <sighs> Something. I don't know. Is this the same day they gave her the shot, or is this later? It's the next day. Okay. She has not been in Colombia for long, is what no, I'm saying. Like, not even two weeks. Is it even that long? I will say, we don't remember, know. Go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. I was just going to say, there's, uh, depending on like when she could get it, doesn't make sense too, because she is able to get medications and, and uh, Columbia, but it's also different. But some sissy says that she could have pain medication that she took in the US and now she's having withdrawals. That's true. I just, I just thought of this. Remember, she's getting married nine days from when she lands. So it has probably been like maybe, three days. I bet you it's been three or four days. Yeah. And y'all, this is what day three with Chris is like. Day, this is day three. Run, run, run. So I she, would, as Colty said, maybe think about the 90 day return policy. Yeah, he that just he said thought that. About, uh, oh, that boy. he thought about for Larissa. And, you know, she's a person. So maybe not. Who's that? Oh, God. We just watched the episode where he takes <clears throat> her to the stratosphere and she's terrified of heights. And I laugh <laughs> like a buffoon. Anyway, um, so. Jeepy. Jeepy. So she goes and meets. They never say their names. So I never got the I names. I think of, they did. <clears throat> but to me, they're always the gays. They're the gays. So she goes and she's hmm. talking to her gay friends and, and she's telling them everything. And then one of them, and one of them did say, did you tell her we are doing your makeup? And she's like, yes, <laughs> Fernando, I told her you're doing her makeup. Stop that, asking about that it. That wedding is going to be lit. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And just so, tongue popping in Spanish. <laughs> yeah. Good. So, bueno. But I, I do need to say, I got to give it to these gays because I expected a lot more uh, scandal with these gays. They, their eyes did get big, but they played it kind of cool when they when she they told them about having to her. go back. They were holding her in. But they did say like they weren't going oh! <laughs> like well, I would have. <laughs> you are the worst. I mean, you're I, the, actually you're the best and you're the worst. If you want someone to be dramatic and outraged for you, then tell Poodle. If you I, want I grew, some that. It is one of my special skills, being dramatic and outraged for people. <laughs> if you want someone to be calm and level-headed, don't tell Poodle. That's not going to be initial Poodle. He's going to be outraged. And then, like, two days later, once he's processed it, he'll be very level-headed. I get when things are dangerous or when things are um, kind of not safe, I get very, very focused. But mm -hmm. if it's something where it's like I eat a yo, know, I dine out on outrage and crazy stories and and things like that. I I live to to make a big like any gay. That's that is that is a gay DNA makeup thing. It is. We I do that. it too. I yeah, I do it too. We we love that. We love that. I love that. Um. So, but they're they're being kind of kind, and then at one point they say, "That's weird." That she's leaving and and then one says well no they actually that you made that sound a little like they actually say when she <clears> says that she has to leave on the 20th and the wedding on, weddings on the 21st one of them says not he actually has a he kind of literally backs away and says no now this is weird this yeah. is weird y'all remember because they know chris ghosted jamie before and one of them gay one says thank you, know, you. she's running from jamie and doesn't want to commit. And y'all, that that's and the thing is, Jamie's not going to see that. A gay is going to have to tell her that. Because um, we so. know about how to not commit. Yep. Oh, We're yeah. We're professionals at it. Yeah. It's We've true. done it a lot and a lot. No, but she, but Jamie says, and this is, I've been in this situation. It's not, 
Sometimes it can be hard to see what's right in front of you because she says, well, this isn't a fairy tale. This isn't a fairy tale. This is a real relationship and we're trying to work through it and I want to support her. If you find yourself in those situations a lot, you may have a relationship with codependency. You might want to go to a coda meeting because I think I did not see this in Jamie, but now that because she seemed surprised by all the elements of Chris, but now I go, oh, wait, I don't think she's fully surprised and I think she's looking forward to taking care of her. I think this was a bit of misdirection on the production. Yeah. Is they made it seem like Jamie might have been the the loose cannon here. And they also made it seem like Chris was. But I think Jamie is the one who's definitely like Chris was gonna get conned by the young, pretty no. Y'all, it's always the American ones that are the crazy ones. Truth. Um are you ready to move on to Debbie and Osama. Um, it's like I'm young again, <laughs> and I feel so good. Uh, I know, y'all. I'm with you at the confusion of Debbie's accent. Um, it is all over the place. It is definitely not southern. Um, no, not I, southern. I I guessed somewhere. It, it had different parts of it. I guessed anywhere between southern Michigan, um, or possibly. Western Pennsylvania, um, maybe Northern Ohio. Um, My favorite was the sissy who said she thinks it's just Pandora Box doing Carol Channing on the <laughs> on the Snatch Game. <laughs> and I said, "That's I kind of do. I kind of do a little Carol." Yo, Channing. it's very cute, but it is y'all. And by the way, props to Pandora Box. I love that queen. She, I don't think she gets she gets in her own way sometimes. But if you want to see one of the best snatch games, her Carol Channing yeah. was fantastic. I I think between her and uh, and Judge Judy with Bianca Del Rio um, and Jinx Jinx Monsoon, snatch game queens. Snatch and even game even queen. um, I gotta say even uh. Lucy LaDuca killed it. She was pretty good. Also, don't rule out, you know who I'm obsessed with because of her Instagram? I fucking love the Vivian. I love her. Oh, I love her. You're right. Her Snatch Game was so good and flawless. You're exactly right. And now she's also, she's on Skating with the Stars, which I guess is like a British show. I'm a huge fan. She's really fucking good at ice skating. You know what? She's very much she's very much older generation gay like us. She oh. knows all those references. Yeah. Yes. All these little like generation Z twinks are like, she's old. <laughs> what could I steal? Yeah. <laughs> Love her. Love Where's, her. Baby. Give me your wallet. Um, so they let's talk about I got I got what did I say one thing? Say it. <laughs> I was gagged by the peacock purse. Uh-huh. I have a new god, and it is called the lion necklace. It's beautiful. That she wore. I, I gasped when I saw her put it on. It made so much I noise. Knew, and then I knew I'm, I'm Debbie. <laughs> Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. Probably 35 years. <laughs> Thank you, thank you, thank you. Now you see it. Y'all, everything she does, I kind of want. I find I find it to be extremely comforting. Yes. I I feel like she's kind of doing a um her personality is a caricature of a person. <laughs> it all and I'm kind ding, of okay ding, ding. with that. Yeah. Um yeah, I I I feel like she was. I feel like she's a character that was come up by someone who did like one of those Anna Devere Smith things where they just did like it, it's it's a character I would invent. <laughs> De- Debbie, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's all- I, so y'all look. We're going to Rabat, and some, some. I'm gonna bring this up. Some sissies said we we were like basically saying up dead in the water, no chemistry, blah blah. blah. Some sissies pushed back and said, well, I know, said I was rooting for them. No, but you, we, we, we still agree with no chemistry. Uh, no, well, the, we, we, not chemi- we said no chemistry because they didn't kiss or anything at the airport. So go right. ahead and say what you're going to say. Um, I, I actually said no chemistry for a different, different reason. That was number one. I still don't mm. think there was any chemistry. Mm-hmm. 
okay. but there was no physical. Uh, and we, yeah. we, Sissy said, remember that was Nic- that Nicole and Azen's problem. Yeah, that that there they couldn't really be physical. Um. Uh. Well, we but, thought that was just because he was gay. <laughs> True. But they were in, so we forgot about that. Like they can't show affection. Yeah. So, but I still don't that's think there's it. any chemistry. I still don't think. Now that I'm yeah. seeing them more, I don't think there is any chemistry. No. So they're she's going to they're going to robot, um, and she does this thing where she just sits sideways and looks at him like Big Pred used to. <laughs> and wide eyed. Uh, yeah, and she says. I feel like I'm home and everything's going to be okay. Yeah, I um, wouldn't settle into that. Wouldn't settle into that. And the future is bright and ours to take and to could to be good with, to do good with. Golly, um, this is so you. And but Usama quickly says, Yeah, but I'm gonna need you to be half a Moroccan woman. Some cooking. What you talk cleaning. about? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I screamed. Some cook cleaning. He said, you know, you can learn from my mother. Now, she seems to get a really big kick out of saying, when we go, she, mom, and dad. Um, yeah. Uh, she loves she to call. Thing. Now, I wonder how much mom and dad know. I don't know. I think she also likes saying it because I think Debbie's obsessed with being young and feeling young. And so. You think? Yeah. So I think that makes her feel young when she talks about mom and dad since. Her mom and dad probably passed away 30 years ago. <laughs> Maybe not 30. 20. Let's say 20. Yeah. I mean, she's um, 67. Think about it. When if when I'm her age, my dad will have been dead almost 30 years. It's true. Um, so she says, our relationship has reached a new level. We're gonna have certain expectations of each other. And and that's when she's talking about cooking and cleaning and being half a Moroccan woman. And she basically, y'all, she's like, he's like, we're going to practice at my parents' house. And she's like, well, and then she's like, well, I've worked in her confessional. She's like, I worked hard my whole life. Um, and so <sighs> you, you get the idea that she's not freaking out, but she's starting to get worried. And uh, she's like, well, the cooking is going to be hard, but sometimes we can get takeout and then we can have our wine. Yeah, about that. About that. <laughs> uh, Osama says, can't bring the wine inside. She's like, well, can we sneak it? <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, of course, you don't want to lie to mom and dad. And in Islam, as he says, don't, you don't bring alcohol in your house because that's when the angels leave. And the devils come inside, which sounds like a party to me. <laughs> I was going to say, that's not poodles. Angels are boring. <sighs> Get out, angels. No one asked you anyway. Come on, oh, devils. Lord. <laughs> <sighs> the devils know how, know how to make a party. <laughs> You're not wrong. You're not wrong <laughs> at all. So uh, she said, you weren't telling me before that I need to become a Moroccan woman. She said that was never really part of the plan. And this is a pattern um, that for a lot of, especially for a lot of men who live in, let's say, less progressive societies than uh for 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 women let's say mm-hmm. I, I don't i don't think america is a very progressive society personally not of late um, but more so especially when it regards to women and women uh and what women can do and what women are expected to do um uh, there there's a sliding scale definitely um but i think there where the where the men don't really we see this with rishi where the men don't really tell the women. And then it's like, surprise. And it's like, well, you're a woman. You just deal with it because that's what women do. Right. Um, so that's it a, is. That's a valid point that it, of the culture. Because, yes, they're seen as lying, but it's all, not as an excuse. But it's just culturally women just have to go with the flow more and aren't included well, in decision making. I do think it's omission by its intended omission. I think it's, it's, I do think yeah. it's, but, but it is a, especially based off of what Usama said at the end, where he just seemed honestly kind of scary. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, I I wonder if people are. I think people are going to think a little differently about him after this episode. Um. So yeah. And you know what? Before very... before we get to the fight, let's take a little break and we'll Good be idea. right back. Sibling fights are unavoidable, but what if every fight you had was under a microscope on a global scale? That's the reality for brothers Prince William and Prince Harry. They were each other's closest friends and allies since the death of their mother, but that all began to crack as they married and took wildly different approaches to their royal duties. Wondery's podcast, Dis and Tell, is hosted by comedians Sidney Battle and Matt Belisai. Each episode unpacks one of pop culture's most iconic celebrity feuds, and they recently took a deeper look into the real reason William versus Harry started. It's actually much bigger than these two brothers, stretching back into the history of the British monarchy. Did their feud start with the royal family's mistreatment of Meghan Markle, or was it something that started much earlier? Follow Dis and Tell on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Poodle, I gotta tell you, I think I just made one of the best investments for myself. Oh, thank God. You got rid of those braces and decided to sew your mouth completely shut. Perfect. No. The doctor just added four more months. <laughs> I think he's trolling me at this point. No. See, now that I'm putting myself out there. No one wants to hear about your dating life. But you talk about yours all the time. Because mine is interesting. Well, I wanted to let you know that I took a page from your book and it worked. Ooh, you slept with her ex to make them jealous? No. <gasps> you pulled their credit report? What? Made a copy of their keys while they were sleeping? How are you not in jail? Deny, deny, deny. No, Poodle. I decided to get myself a pair of Me Undies great new underwear, which makes my um important parts look more junk forward. Junk forward? Wait, are you talking about the contoured pouch and ball caddy from Me Undies? Yes, the contoured pouch and ball caddy from Me Undies. I love the contoured pouch and ball caddy from Me Undies. There's no other way to date in this world. If you're not dating junk forward, you're doing it wrong. I think you're right. And you never told me that they're so comfortable. Well, usually I'm not wearing them that long. But yes, they are so soft, and the more you wash them, the softer they get. And they still keep you tucked and lifted in all the right places. When I wear them, I can barely keep men away from me. Oh, the way they stare. They look like burly, hungry cavemen searching for a nice meal after a long caveman day of nomadically crossing the tundra. To them, I'm like a piece of meat roasting over an open, smoky flame. Speaking of smoking, not only does my junk look great, MeUndies, but my butt looks hot. Okay, no one wants to hear your over-sexualized descriptions. Have some class. <sighs> Sissies, we've fallen in love with MeUndies, and you can too. They have a style for everyone. From all black classics to fun, expressive prints, MeUndies has a look for everyone. Plus, they come in sizes extra small to 4XL, guaranteeing a flattering cut for everybody. And Me Undies isn't just about underwear. Explore the lounge collection featuring joggers, hoodies, onesies, and more. With unmatched comfort, Me Undies' signature fabric is as soft as a warm hug from your favorite sweater. It's breathable, stretchy, and oh so comfy, making it ideal for all day wear. And they use sustainably sourced materials and work with partners that care for their workers. And you know Mother Poodle loves a return policy. Not happy with the first pair of Me Undies? It's on Me Undies. Cool. Sissies. Good things come in big packages at MeUndies. Get 20% off your first order plus free shipping at MeUndies.com slash RealityGaze. That's MeUndies.com slash RealityGaze for 20% off plus free shipping. MeUndies. Comfort from the outside in. To all our queens. To Caitlin and the Canadian sissies. Oh my God, Poodle. I can't stop singing that song either. It's so catchy. So catchy. Sissies, we are obsessed with the Songfinch original song that we premiered at the Toronto Live Show. Songfinch lets you create an original radio quality song inspired by your own life and the people you love. It's completely unique, personal, and lasts forever. For example, we wanted to create a song dedicated to our Canadian listeners, some of which have waited four to five years to see us live. After the show, we had so many people tell us how special the song made them feel, and we are still getting DMs and comments about it. And the Songfinch songwriter was so clever, incorporating all our sissy references like Aunt Peggy's Lip, Elizabeth Smart, 
and even keep going queens. Yes. Songfinch walks you through a simple process to create your original song. Just tell them who the song is for, what style of song you want, and then share some personal details about your relationship. Then an actual Songfinch musician of your choice will write, record, and produce your original song in just four to seven days. You can also choose unique add-ons to make the gift even more personalized, like a vinyl record of your song or a piece of -of one-of-a-kind art made from your lyrics. You can even add your song to Spotify. With more than 350,000 happy customers, Songfinch is proud to be called the number one custom music company in the world. Whether your song is for Mother's Day, Father's Day, an upcoming graduation or a wedding, or just to show a loved one how much you care, start your song now to lock in a top Songfinch artist. And for a limited time, Songfinch is letting our listeners upload their song to Spotify for free so you and the lucky person you gifted to can listen to it anywhere, anytime. Go to songfinch.com slash realitygaze and start your song. After you purchase, you'll be prompted to add Spotify streaming for your original song for free, a $50 value. Again, our URL is songfinch.com slash realitygaze. Don't forget to share your song with us, too. songfinch.com slash realitygaze. Now, Gary, play us out with a little bit of our Songfinch original song to all our queens. Have hope and find your happy Hey, hey, our Canadian listeners We know you get tired of waiting Reality Gaze is coming to you So no more complaining To all our queens To Caitlin and The Canadian sissies Love yourself Never be ashamed To all our queens To Caitlin and The Canadian sissies Love yourself, never be ashamed Have hope and find your happy So they arrive. First, this place is gorgeous. Oh, the hotel. It is gorgeous. It's beautiful. The House of Flowers. Not the musical um, that was a book by Truma Capote and Harold Arlen. I've talked about this before. Don't act, Don't ear, perk your ears up like you don't know. <sighs> Wasn't listening. Let's it's an be obscure. Honest. It's an obscure. Um, uh, it's an. It's an obscure. Oh, Jesus I Christ. thought of Game of Thrones. House of Flowers? Because it wasn't one of the, the House of Flowers. Yeah, the Tyrells were the House of Flowers. Yeah, I think you're right. I'm yeah, not I remember sure. she gives her a rose. I feel like I just forgotten everything about. Uh, it's what I never has seen snow is from. That song. And a sleeping bee. No, not familiar. <laughs> not familiar. You know that Audra McDonald album, How Glory Goes? I never has seen snow is on it. A sleeping bee. I know that album, but I can't remember those songs right now. Ooh, it's good. Some good songs. Ridiculous plot. <laughs> She's coming to L.A. <gasps> okay, let's get all this gay talk Her, over with and just Ren- get it. Audra, Renee Fleming, and Patty Lapone. Wow. Just gay, gay, gay. Boy, that's a way to get the gays off the off the street for the night. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Um, y'all, she's lovely. She's like, it has a certain je ne sais quoi that makes me feel special. <laughs> Someone told me that me doing her was their new ASMR. <laughs> I, if that's your ASMR, you're fucked up. You like to get choked. If that's it has you, a certain je ne sais, je ne sais quoi that you might want to process special. that. The House oh. of Flowers. Um, and that, y'all, unlike Nickel, Debbie is totally fine with the two-room thing. Um, uh, and 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 because she knows that they, they don't let you get married unless you're married. Um, she's not going to pu- pick it as in or pick De- it uh, Osama. Debbie wants to sleep in her own bed. She's yeah. old. She doesn't want to share a bed with someone. <laughs> she's like, that That's sounds great. Sounds great. I just want to go to sleep at night and put on and put on my breathing machine and have someone not bother me. I, that sounds like a wonderful thing. Yes. Without the breathing machine. We can not have with those. Yes. But 
Um, anyway, she's like, this is, I have a feeling of adventure, romance, and intrigue. <laughs> I, it's, you know, I could just do her quotes the whole time. <laughs> I mean, she's so, and again, this is something that you, part of, the reason I say that you are her and she's you, because this is a part of you, but you thankfully have a little bit of life skills and life not to lessons, say it not well not to live in it all the time but i yeah. worry about when you get older uh, and you lose a little bit of your faculties you'll just live i don't want to live there all the time you'll live in the wishing well well world because she's yeah. in the wishing well world all the time it's like a dream um it's very much her own novel y'all and y'all he beans his head on that arch and i screamed it was funny <laughs> She's like, Yo, oh, you got clotheslined. Clotheslined. And I went, that's, yeah. Um, so even when she walks out, he's having dinner, and she opens the double doors, which you've seen me do. I have literally thrown open doors. <laughs> Y'all, if you have French doors, <laughs> I will. will. Never- <laughs> I will throw them open because there is no more dramatic entrance. He'll do it every time he walks through the door. And if you don't notice it every time, he gets upset. <laughs> and you need to wait for me. <laughs> like that song from oh Hades. Oh, God, time. this is what I'm going to have to look wait forward to in the home. I'm coming. Did you see that? Uh, did you see that when it was here? What? Did you see Hades Town when it was here? I did. Did we talk about I it? Did. We did. We On did the talk podcast? about it. Yeah, we did. Oh, are we repeating ourselves? <laughs> I thoroughly enjoyed it. If it's on tour, definitely go see it. Go see it. It's good. Yeah. Um, so you can pass a- on Jagged Little Pill. That's all I'll say. <sighs> You're wily today. You did I, something this morning. When I come back, I'm going to have Poodles off break Broadway corner. <laughs> It's I'm gonna just going to go fix a drink. In in muse of, 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 of black and white and gray, not, not even a lot of color. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to, it's going to have sad music underscoring. Parker Posey in the Seagull Woodstock, New York. <laughs> so Debbie and Osama. Um, I know, I'm, I'm, I'm out to lunch today. I'm sorry. Yeah, I have to apologize. Um, there, so he she said, puts on her lion necklace, y'all. She's gonna go and kick ass. She is, and she says, um, she sits down and she says, "There's some things I want to talk about." And she said, "I want to talk about the time frame." And Usama goes, "Oh, you look so nice." She's like, yeah. "Thank you, thank you, kind sir." Again, even the way she talks is just this. It's it's a poetic. it's extremely it's extremely affected, but I think she's been affected long enough, so it's her. If it's her. Yeah, um, that's a great way to describe I, it. Effectively. You know, I, and people people would say she's putting something on. I no. think this is her. I think her. once you've done it long enough, I fully expect to be this. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm at least 20% there already. <laughs> you are. Um, you are. Yeah. yeah. Least you 20%. Sh- you wear a shawl at least three days a week. I do walk around sometimes saying, oh, Shama. <laughs> I know there's going to be one day where you're like, you did a vocal coaching and you realize you were quote speaking incorrectly or some, you have some aha. Uh, and so you're just going to change the way you speak and you'll be like fucking Tina Turner. Oh yeah. Yeah. Or, or worse, you'll travel independently and live in another country and suddenly come back and speak like with a French accent. Oh, that's the dream. Well, when so, I was in well, when I was in Paris, it's so yeah, exactly. It's so, Sorry, I keep forgetting I'm not in Paris. <laughs> I just love his response. Oh, I picked it up in Paris. <laughs> I'll stop. You're, you need to take a gummy before this interview. I'm going to give you one when you get here. And so Osama says, "Well, you look nice," and she says, "Thank you, so kind." And he said, "You look nice too." And he goes, "I'm tired." <laughs> I went, okay, I, I think there's. Something besides the language barrier, something is wrong. Yeah. I'm either he's conning her or he's neurodivergent or there's something like not. I'm going to say, I think there is, I don't want to 
I don't want to make that diagnosis, but I understand why you say it. I don't mean a diagnosis, I, but I, there's just he's I, thinking differently about things. I think he's probably been a victim of depression his whole life. Um, he could have dysthymia, yeah. Yeah, and I and I believe from just from what he said, um, I believe that he's he and sometimes that shows up um later on that people people you you get a neuro neurodivergent diagnosis uh later on that that consider mm-hmm. that but but again these things you guys it it would take a professional to do this and sometimes even professionals are wrong about this um hell we're wrong there's clinical systems all the time say, they they're sissies that go online and say god i hate when they say a diagnosis of someone they're so off yeah, and you know fine. what? It's fine. You can you can totally argue. We're, 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 none of it's us. It's a comedy show. This yeah. isn't Doctor Drew. Yeah, but um, we don't do it for comedy. I mean, we're not making fun of anybody for uh, uh, comedy. Oh my god! Oh 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 oh! I what? just got excited. Ooh, I forgot to tell sissies. I forgot to, I just got a message on Instagram because I'm at Instagram open because I'm so scared Haley's going to cancel. So I just have it open, <laughs> but I just got a message. Y'all, I forgot to tell the sissies when I was in Vegas, I didn't say this on tow yet. When I was in Vegas and the last night of Vegas, I was going to a hotel oh, yeah. and I, Caitlin, our social media person, I'm walking by and I go, wait a minute. Is that Patrick of like Patrick and Muriel? Patrick and, and Kate- Miriam. And Miriam. Did and you Caitlin's- say Muriel? <laughs> Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> Muriel's wedding. And Caitlin said, no. And I said, I think it is. And I went up to him and I said, Patrick. And he was like, yes. And it was him, y'all. He was in our hotel and I talked to him. And I also, and you of said he was I a said, short king. He was, oh, he was hot. And I said, this is Matt. You know, I'm from Reality Gays Podcast. And he goes, excuse me. Sorry. <laughs> what? The podcast, you know, we talked just about 90 Fiance. The, you know, we're like, so, you know, we're not that big, but, you know, we're kind of, you know, a little we're bit up of a there. big deal. We're, we're up, up there. there. We're, we're in the top five 90 Day yeah. Beyonce yeah, we podcast. We talk about 90 Day Fiance, and again, just don't know it. Sorry. Never heard of you. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. Well, um, anyway, Caitlin, thank you, Lee, was there to kind of talk it up and say, they do these live shows, blah, blah, blah. Y'all, he was so nice. I did say, we talked about his experience. And I did mention, I said, yeah, I said, I liked you. I said, I kind of talked about how hot you were. And he said, thank you. Yeah, and you he, did. And then I brought it up again. And then you could tell he was like, thank you. But kind of like, you're making me feel uncomfortable. And I was like, all right. Um, because I, still, I, was, I still think she completely did him wrong. Um, yeah, no, he, he, he mentioned that it was, you know, hard to get over. Like that was a surprise, not a, yeah. a good experience for him as far as that. <sighs> but he's a big... I was pretty proud of him because the place where it's one of the biggest like clubs in Vegas. And he's like the main DJ there and traveling all around I'm, the world. I'm, I'm happy for him. He's really worked his ass off. I know. But doesn't his mom live there now? And they, they like, he, they like, I think the mom lives there and I think he, the mom helps him take care of his daughter. Yes. Well, yeah. I just got a message. He's saying he's going to be in LA at the end of the month. From Ooh. him? Yes. Maybe he wants to meet me. Maybe I left an impression, and maybe uh, he's thinking doubtful. Well, I I think he probably is making sure he knows you, so you don't get stabby with him. <laughs> and he's probably trying to think of how he can use this. I know how or he use can you. Use, you, oh, that's fine. Use me, please, please, please. Anyway, Let's I'm glad on. I told that Patrick story. But yes, so, um. That, so they are, she wants to know, how long are we staying? And he's like, oh, you can stay. My parents won't mind, but she doesn't want to impose. I don't want to impose. Um, and he said, but we can save money in my father's home, and then you can go back to the States. What? Say that again? Go back to that part. Turn the phonograph back. Turn the phonograph. My favorite part is when she says, you want me to go back to the States? And he goes, uh, yep. Yep. <laughs> and just that, nods his head. That, that's where I go, there's some type of response problem. I, it's a I, lack of empathy. He seems yeah. to have no empathy for her. And I don't know if it's cultural. I don't know. But when she says, when do I come back? And he said, I mean, and he says, 
Well, first you need to see my family. We've got to know each other so deeply. And then after that, we can get married. And y'all, here's the thing. I truly believe this was drummed up within meeting her in person for the second time. Um, You mean fraudacity? No, no, no. I feel like he's changed his mind. Uh, I think so too, because it the way he said it is so cold. I think yeah. you're dead right. I think he changed his mind because Debbie very, very reasonably lays out her case of saying. She even says, "I I understand if you said you wanted me to come over here for a couple of months before we get married." Why didn't you tell me this? Why are you telling me this now? She's like, I gave up everything. I hurt my family. I did all these things. And he says, um, I hurt my children. Yes. She said, and what did he say that, um, um, we need to, we need to live with each other to make sure I accept you and you accept me and we accept reality. And that phrase made me say, I'm going to drag this out with you. Until I feel normal, because that's one of the reasons I'm with you is you make me feel like I have a girlfriend because I'm I feel completely unacceptable to society. My parents have told me that I'm strange. I'm I'm weird. I'm not like other people. I think you're dead. right. I think you're dead. And but now when she's it's it's like a beard, but he's not gay. Yeah, it's it is the pen pal syndrome. You're great over there, but as soon as you're within 15 feet of me, the romantic idea of you is gone. The romantic, Boy. it is the realistic idea that you are next to me and you're 67 years old. Except for the 67, you basically just described my online dating experience. <laughs> well, I don't like doing so it. When you're sitting there and you're sitting there in front of me going, yes, can we go out? Can we go out? And you're just staring right at him and they're like, yeah, I got a, I got something on the stove. Yeah. <laughs> and they just, just jump out. Talk forever via text. <laughs> I, I don't think that's. I, I think talking forever via text. I don't know how long you think that is. I think maybe think about that. That's actually a certain way of going, getting to know people. That's in this in this day and age. That's how people suss each other out before they meet. Sometimes after five months, that's a really long time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Five t- five months is too long. I I would I thought I would say a week and a half of texting or two weeks, and then you can move on to seeing each other. Three months. I did four months. I did five months. Yeah, that's too long. Yeah, not looking forward to it. But but in that same way, Debbie responds with, "We did this for three years." Yeah. So kind of is too long for him as well. Well, they've been doing this for a very long he, time. He is telling her everything without saying it. He says, but that wasn't reality. And what he's which saying means, is, which means none of this was real to him. Exactly. And this wasn't reality because now that you're here with me, even though she's been over there before, what's happened is she was on vacation seeing him. So it really still didn't feel like reality. Now that oh. she's moved here, she can have, and this is very selfish of him. He wants his reality when he wants it, ships her back over. And then when I guess what she has, what he's saying is, but you have your own life, blah, 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 blah. And he wants her to have, he basically wants her just to visit him. So it can always be, that's why he basically said in the beginning, it's going to be a long time before we get married. They can always say I have a girlfriend. It was chilling to me when he said, she, when she said, why didn't you tell me this before? And he said, well, if I said this to you, you, you wouldn't, wouldn't have come. come. But at least I said it. Without- when he said that line, but at least I said it, I went, that was so cold. And I Without went, something's off. Any bit of apologetic stuff. No. Voice. Some, and it, it was chilling. You're right. Something's off. That's where, that's where I get the feeling of either he's, a, he's an asshole. There's something he, neuro-wise, he doesn't have empathy for people. Yeah. I, don't, I think this goes beyond culture. I agree. Um, and she's like, well, you really screwed up big time, Oshama. Why? Because I told the truth again, doubling yeah. down. And what? And he's like, I still want to marry you. I still love. You lied to me. You lied to me. Um, and then la- and this is last year in Morocco, 
he said he was ready to marry me. What happened? And um, and he says, she says, obviously, I didn't know you as well as I thought. I feel sick. <laughs> and y'all, and the the an excerpt from the lost Tennessee Williams play <laughs> that we saw. Ooh, ooh. Sweet bird in Morocco. <laughs> D-O-A. Yeah. We, we still haven't seen her fall off that horse, though. Thank God. I think it's a donkey. A donkey. Okay. So, y'all, she still sits. She stays somehow. Um, somehow. Should we move on to Nicole and Mahmoud? Do we I, have to? I have to say this. I actively hate covering this. Um, you, know, you know why? <laughs> why? Why do, you, why do you hate covering it? Because there's no, there's never any ground we make is destroyed at the end we're, of the episode. We're and, at the same place yeah. that we are since the second episode of this show. And let me tell of you. Their, of the uh, second episode of them. And let me tell you why uh, I feel that way. We've said this before. This is, not, this is not just a religious difference. Well, she says she's converted to Islam, but she's having doubts. This is a value difference in values of what either of these people believe. And if you don't have, if you don't agree on certain values that are important to you, you're not going to get anywhere. Mm -hmm. And, or you're going to change yourself to match your parents, your, your partner's values. And someone like Nicole, she's not happy to do that. He is definitely not going to change his values. No, but something that was very interesting, that was kind of not new information, but just a reminder. So it was when, I mean, y'all, the way this segment starts off, they're still fighting. He's saying it's very toxic the way he speaks to her. He says, get out, leave you. I don't want to be with you. Then he comes back and says, I love you. I love you. Yeah. I love you. Please and stay. It's totally the, the do, cycle of uh, abusive language. Do but. you notice that when he does say, I'm sorry, it's never, I'm sorry for. No, it's just, I'm smiling. It's, I'm, it's smiling. I'm smiling. And because it's not a real apology. It no, is, I still think sorry. I've done anything wrong because I need to say, because she's a woman and she's got hurt feelings. He's basically saying, I'm sorry you're upset. Even when he later says, I'm go we're going to my uncle's. Everything's going to be happy here. She's going to forget everything. And then when we go home, everything yeah. will be fine. Yeah. That's his, M that's his MO is just let's move past it, forget about it and not apologize right. for anything. My, my thought that I came to, I was talking with, I was talking to um, Michelle from Bloody Day about this. And um, she basically said that this man was brought up from his, uh, his, the version of what his family is, is that women, um, the greatest thing a woman can be and how most to, the most valuable woman can have is to do these things, to dress this way, to, um, and you, and that will make her feel loved. Mm -hmm. And so he, it, that is, that is part of his value system. It doesn't compute when she doesn't know. And she, he checks that up as, well, she'll learn because it doesn't compute in my brain that a woman shouldn't like this or feel valued. He thinks it's harmful for the way, like if someone said, I love to drink bleach, you would go, why would you do this? Right. Why would you love that? This is hurtful. Yeah. This is dangerous. That's how he, he will, feels. Yeah. He will never understand that she thinks that's limiting. And it doesn't and th th that's that is that is an unbridgeable gap. And for what? her, sorry, let me God. just finish this. And for her, she will never understand how these rules about what she keeps saying about clothes are in his makeup. And, and it's not about him having rules. The rules are the creed he lives by. Well, it's, you've got to have your, your system of logic has to be based in someone else's system of logic for you to understand one another. Right. Or you have to do a lot of work to reason that out. It's like trying to understand why a narcissist takes advantage of you and hurts you. You yeah. want to say, why would someone do that? Because that person is not logical. They're in a different, a totally different computer board of how they think in life. Right. And they're moving so chess right. pieces around. They're, That's all they're doing. They're not, they're never going to have this. Now, and it's interesting because, because it goes to the same way of like when the uncle says, you know, we wouldn't be asking her to wear all this if she didn't convert to Muslim. 
Islam. convert to Islam to be a Muslim. And so she converted to Islam and wants to be a practicing Muslim. But she, again, I, after this segment, I did a little Google. I just went, what if you just Google is how do, how Islamic traditions in Egypt. Yeah. There's five traditions. Yeah. Scores and scores of academic articles. There was even like a list. There was even like, I found one thing with like pictures of how to put on a hijab. Like, I well, mean. Here's, here's the thing. She knows all this, but she doesn't accept it. That That's the bottom line. Now, I, what, what she. I don't know. If she, I, she doesn't accept it, but she also. But no, she, she doesn't know. She, she plays ignorant of you want to tell me these things because that way she can always have plausible deniability. I guess and that's true. and what what the uncle says when he's like, yeah, but Muhammad has a lot of rules about his clothes. She's too busy throwing him under the bus, um, in front of his family. And what happens after that is the uncle's like, you shouldn't be worried about her clothes. You should be praying more. And that's when he's like, yeah, you're probably right. And I think it, it, the uncle's saying, you're going about this wrong, Mahmoud. You're, you're, you need to be teaching her more about Islam and about how, and that way she will learn to, he even says, I think they even say, you, you have, the woman has to choose the hijab. Um, you can't force anyone into it. And but it is this, but it is the way they speak. And it, I don't, some people might say it's fucked up. I don't think it is at all. I think because again, she converted religion. So yeah. they think she wants to, again, they think she wants to eventually do these things because she converted. Right. They don't get, they feel like she's just hard for her and she doesn't understand it. But the way he talked out, I thought was a very positive and kind of the uncle or Mahmoud. The uncle, okay, non-judgmental way, but at the same time, but the end game is we don't compromise. Eventually, yep. the woman will agree to do all of these things, yep. and that's where Nicole thinks that again she can be different than a thousand-year-old culture and what are <laughs> cultural norms. Well, it's not going to apply to me. It's not even. It's not even that because there are different. There are there are some women who who consider themselves devout. Muslims who do not wear hijab, not in this family, not in this family, not and in yes, this family, they, in Egypt, in Cairo, but not in this family. Yeah. Yes. And so I think, I think that, um, I think that's become very clear and that, that they're going to assume that. And then later they like on, her fashion at least. Yeah. And he's like, so that, that I, I think is a great idea. I'm sure someone's done it before. But y'all, yeah. um, next week we see her trying on um, a swimsuit. A swimsuit. I gotta say, when they cut to her in that swimsuit, covered from head to toe, looking like I gasped. I I I laughed like a hyena. It was because just because her face was. She was doing that thing where she looks down at the ground and just stares and, open and like goes out of her and goes out of herself. Um, I I want to say this. I do think not to bring. I think Nicole's. I think Nicole suffers some type of like childhood abuse. I think we, we, we thought that at the beginning. And I think that this is, it has nothing to do. Uh, I think Mahmoud is triggered by Nicole. I think Nicole is triggered by something completely deeper and different and has nothing even to do with Mahmoud. And cause she goes inside of herself too much in an unhealthy way. I, I agree with you. I think she's chosen this. As something that's so far removed because she's thinking nothing else has worked because mm -hmm. everything else I've tried, every little costume I've tried on has worked. This is the, probably the furthest from my experience. Yeah. This has to be the one. Um, and because she's at the end of a rope. I, I just – and now I think, I think she sees Mahmoud as the person who loves her the most. Um, and she takes – she – misunderstands what the what he's giving her as complete dedication um and to a level of she doesn't understand that that will involve control uh what for her for her and because the thing is she doesn't seem to be she's already said yeah i'm already having problems with my faith well you got a fucking buttload of problems then if you're if you're now 
I guarantee you, you're saying you're you're you converted, and now you're going to have problems with Islam, with your faith. Oof. Yeah, when she tells him that she's like, "Hey, just kidding. I don't want to be is I don't want to be a Muslim anymore," and not yeah, going to go ugly. good. Yeah, that's all I've got. I I I shouldn't say that. I I don't mind talking about it with you. Yay! It, it, Ends it, on a high note. These these. We got to stop ending with Nicole and Mark Moody. Segments, so these segments are very, <laughs> very, are very hard um, because they're very I, frustrating. Yeah. I don't mind talking about it with you. I will say the only, um, but it is getting just like, I feel like we're just re- broken records at this point, repeating the same points. Yeah. Like something needs to move in this storyline for me. It's, and and they are they are always a big part of the storylines ep- since episode two. We need to hire a friend for Nicole so we have something interesting. Nicole needs a tray. <laughs> Boy, true, true, true. Well, we wish her the best of luck. We wish her the best. <laughs> we hope that we hope you find some closure. They both can fuck right uh, off. That's that's the way I feel. They both can fuck right off. I'm just i I can't stand uh, I can't stand looking at his little baby face every time she's makes that kind of surprise doll face. I just resent both of them so much. <laughs> I'm done with them. I would I wouldn't mind if they went off on a on a plane on a private plane somewhere and the plane went right into the ocean. I would go. <laughs> I don't want others to die because of them, but I want them gone. <laughs> that's just that's exactly how I feel. I I feel no empathy towards either of them. I don't really like talking about them. I want them away from me. I want them to vanish to another quadrant of the dimension. <laughs> That's all I'll say. We call these people lonely hearts, <laughs> y'all, because aren't we all just lonely hearts looking for love in all the wrong places? Yes. And if you... It, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I can't... I just need to tell you something, Maddie. <laughs> I didn't see you do it. I wasn't looking and I thought it was a real car. If you... Sorry. I just need to say something very important. Fights are unavoidable, but what if every fight you had was under a microscope on a global scale? That's the reality for brothers Prince William and Prince Harry. They were each other's closest friends and allies since the death of their mother, but that all began to crack as they married and took wildly different approaches to their royal duties. Wondery's podcast, Dis and Tell, is hosted by comedians Sidney Battle and Matt Belisai. Each episode unpacks one of pop culture's most iconic celebrity feuds, and they recently took a deeper look into the real reason William versus Harry started. It's actually much bigger than these two brothers, stretching back into the history of the British monarchy. Did their feud start with the royal family's mistreatment of Meghan Markle, or was it something that started much earlier? Follow Dis and Tell on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcast. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com